0: Hello and welcome to the Sips Don't Lie podcast with Jane and Jenny. In this podcast we honestly discuss life, love and how to be your most authentic self. In each of our episodes we'll pair our conversation with wine that matches the mood and topic we're talking about. So, pour yourself a glass, get comfy and remember, sips don't lie and you're starting to feel it's right. Hi guys and welcome to episode 3, Tropic Like It's Hot. I'm Jane and I'm joined by my co-host Jenny. Hi guys. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about our best solo trips and some of the things we've learned from traveling and experiencing things on our own and some top tips.
1: Great. So I've decided to pair this episode with a Beaujolais. Um, Jane, have you got, you've got got one as well, haven't you? Yes, I have got a Beaujolais. Perfect. Um, So I'll tell you a little bit about Beaujolais um, before we crack on with the main content of the podcast. Um, So Beaujolais is a region in France and it's just south of Burgundy, essentially. And the primary grape variety you're going to find here is Gamay. So this is a red grape variety um, and it makes a similar style of wine to Pinot Noir. And it's quite a light to medium bodied wine, and it's quite um, low in tannins, so it can be quite, um, quite light to drink and quite easy drinking. It's also quite fruity. You might get some flavours of raspberry, um, sort of uh, like a bramble flavours. And you also might get a little bit of kind of confectionery or a curshy sort of flavour as well, which is quite interesting.
0: Mm. And the way that it's
1: made, sometimes you even might even smell a bit of banana, which is very cool. Um, But the reason that I wanted to pair this with Tropic Like It's Hot is because it's a, a wine that's designed to drink young. It's fruity. It's quite exciting. And they also have this thing called Beaujolais Nouveau, which is the third Thursday in November. So once the Beaujolais grapes so once the Gamay grapes are harvested they're fermented for just a few weeks and then they're basically sent out all over the globe so that um on the third Thursday on the 15th of November everybody at midnight can sort of crack into Beaujolais um, and it's a big celebration so this wine travels really really quickly across the globe and I just thought it was a really lovely thing to pair with something when we're talking about traveling and best trips um, I thought it matched really well and it, you're going to get a lot of high acidity lots of energy from this wine as well so I think that matches this it kind of perfectly
0: yeah definitely what does yours taste like I've definitely got a tart
1: dryness in my Beaujolais mm, yeah so it's the it's the, it's the kind of high acidity that you're going to get um my, mine is exactly that mine's a Beaujolais Superior um from uh just from Sainsbury's actually um it's quite simple. Like there's there's not too much um, kind of complexity with it, but it's just super easy to drink. Um, I get a little bit of cherry, a little bit of kind of red currant. Um, I'm not picking up too much cranberry. I might expect to feel a little bit more cranberry on the nose, um, but no, it's lovely. It's just a really easy drinker. So yeah, and I absolutely love Beaujolais. I think it's I think it's wonderful and great value for money as well.
0: Yeah. So I got mine from Co-op, and yeah, definitely great value for for money. And I'm definitely getting dark berries, but not sweet ones. It doesn't mm. have a sweet finish. And I'm getting pepper as well.
1: Oh, lovely. Nice bit of pepper. Excellent. They're
0: very, very different. So talking about travel and solo travel. Did you know that women travelers on their own outnumber men travelers at almost two to one? So I thought it was mainly guys that, you know, had the confidence to go and travel the world on their own. But wow. actually, it's women.
1: Wow. That's amazing. I didn't, I didn't really like that at all.
0: No, because you know when you've been around the world and been to different places, you know when you just see guys and they're like, oh yeah, I'm just traveling? Mm. It's all ladies that do it. Wow,
1: that's amazing. That's really yeah.
0: cool. It's quite cool. And what do you think the average ages
1: of a solo backpacker? Oh, like maybe mid-30s? Mm, bit older. Uh, early 40s? 54. Wow. Which wow, makes- that's that's amazing. I know.
0: Interesting, right?
1: Yeah, that's really cool. So it must be like a lot of um, people in their 50s deciding or maybe even later deciding to just, you know, go go solo traveling. Definitely.
0: Which I think is really interesting. But what about you? How, how many trips have you taken on your own?
1: Um, so I've done, well, I don't think I've done a lot of solo traveling till about last year. Mm. I mean, I've flown a lot on my own and I've met people. I know that when we've been on holiday together, um, when, you know, back when we were allowed to travel, we flew separately and and met somewhere. So I'd done that quite a few times, but last year was kind of my big year for solo travel, I guess, because. I was in a place where I was kind of like, I I want to travel and working in the industry that I work in, I had a lot of flexibility to take a lot of holiday. Um, So yeah, I I kicked off last year in around March or April with a trip to Bali, um, which I did a yoga retreat for. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, So it was just wonderful. And it was quite an exciting thing because kind of um, packed up, I'd found this wonderful yoga retreat and I just, you know, I really just want to go out and just have some chill time really and just experience something different and quite relaxing and quite calming. That's not kind of going and sitting in an all-inclusive for two weeks. something that is a bit more fulfilling really. Um, So I flew out to Bali and did seven days in a yoga retreat um, in Ubud which is in the kind of the very yoga spiritual area. Which yeah. Is um and then afterwards had a few days um just in Bali by myself, um, traveling for a few days. And then I flew to Singapore and then did a couple of days in Singapore um exploring that on my own and then flew home. Um but yeah it was an awesome trip. Like my
0: thing is So I've actually, as someone who loves to travel, if you know me, you know, I'm on my 30 countries by 30 hit list. I've actually not done a solo trip, which is very surprising. Mm. The the only time I've ever gone anywhere on my own was when I went to Dublin for the day just because the ticket was cheaper than a train to Leeds. And I was like, well, why not? That's the only thing I've ever done on my own. (laughs) (laughs) But like the thought of uh, like doing that, how did you, were you scared? Like, how did you feel embarking on it?
1: So I think because, I mean, I, you, you know, you know, what I'm like, I'm very anxious and I, and I like to plan a lot of stuff. But I think because I had booked a yoga retreat, so I knew that I was going to go there and meet other people. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I knew where I was staying for the first seven days, albeit I didn't know where I was staying afterwards. Um, or I just booked something in just in case. Um I knew that I was gonna be thrown into a situation where I'd I'd meet other people. So I wasn't gonna be on my own in this situation. So even if I was going on my own, I wasn't just going and, you know, doing, going, you know, I had other people there and I knew that I'd be eating there and, you know, it wasn't too too difficult. So, um, and I think I was so exhausted from work at this point and just so tired and just really needed a break and just needed to do something for myself that actually all of the scary thoughts were just kind of like, I'm so tired. (laughs) I just really need to do this. And because it's, you know, two weeks is a long time, and um, I had the time, and, you know, when you get to your uh, kind of late 20s, early 30s, a lot of people are in different situations, so some people are, are getting married, some people are having children, um, some people are, you know, saving drunk. up their houses, so We're not drunk. everybody's, <laughs> what did you say, sorry? Some people are just drunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, and I, I, I don't think a lot of um, my friends, were in a similar situation albeit they might have been a few years before or would be a few years after but I was kind of in this niche little bubble myself and I was like actually I just want to go and do something for myself that's really really caring and really nice Mm -hmm. um and I don't feel like and I don't want to wait for anybody else to do it it's good I'm ready to go and why shouldn't I go on my own um so I just did really. And it kind of opened my eyes to being like, oh, God, actually, I can do anything on my own,
0: <laughs> which yeah, is a whole
1: new world. Yeah, which is so empowering. And um, I mean, you'll know about this whole year that I'd planned to to do more traveling because I'd kind of I felt like I eased my toe in when I went to Bali because it was very the first week or so was planned next mm. so wasn't so much but I did meet another lady that i then went around with for a few days um Singapore was pretty much on my own but I don't feel like I really challenged myself I stayed in a nice hotel and was kind of like I just want to do it quite nicely um because I don't mm. need to I don't need to stay in hostels um but this year was a little bit more about backpacking properly yeah Which was just a bit of a shame that obviously 2020, lockdown, no travel, uh, affected that. And I kind of wanted to step into that next level of challenge, um, but couldn't, but it is what it is.
0: It's an interesting one. So I've got another interesting question for you. Hmm. How did the people around you react? The reason I bring that up is, so the other day I went out to meet my friend and she was running late. So I was like, all right, well, I'm not just going to stand in the street. I'm going to go into this bar and have a drink on my own. And I felt, honestly, I felt so awkward because like you go in and obviously we're doing track and trace and all that now. And the lady was like, well, how many of you are there? I was like, well, it's just me. And she was like, she kind of looked at me and I was like, oh my God, I I feel really judged. And then she obviously put me (laughs) on it. She was like, well, you can go on the sharing table with like this other like group of girls. And it could have just all been in my mind, but I thought everyone was looking at me like, oh my God, what a weird person coming to a bar and drinking on your own. I really enjoyed myself because I just wanted to drink and went on my phone and stuff. But I felt felt really awkward doing it or I don't know maybe that's something within me or I don't know if they were actually judging me but I just yeah. felt they all looked at me a bit weird like you're out for a drink on your own.
1: I know and it's and that good for you though for doing it like that's that's amazing because I feel like a lot of people um, wouldn't be able to do that and I think especially like in my early 20s. Um, and I think I talk about like, you know, in my early 20s, I'm a bit of a different person. And I think as you get older, you get a little bit more, you're, you're able to sort of own your independence. But being into a bar, yeah, I mean, I think I, I, I'm i okay doing it. And I always feel a little bit awkward. I mean, I know I've met some of my fr- uh, like football friends, the guys that We'll play football together and then yeah I've met them for pints when we're watching the rugby and they've been like oh meet me in this pub and I'm like okay fine and I've gone into this pub and it's just old man and I'm like oh hi <laughs> oh, shit <laughs> yeah. I mean luckily I'm not wearing what I used to wear when I was in my early 20s I'm wearing like my trainers and they look quite normal um but I'd be like oh god do I order a pint now or do I wait or do I just kind of get a table like yeah but yeah I think and it's probably a mixture Jane it's probably that they've kind of been a bit like oh that's odd and especially in this whole weird environment that we're in now as yeah well. that's probably a good point like people are like why would you come to the pub on your own you can drink at home <laughs> <laughs> it's sometimes it's just nice to be out though isn't I it I know and it was
0: like I felt like I, I didn't say it but I felt like I needed to justify and be like well I'm waiting for my friend but I didn't but I was like I felt like inclined to justify why I was just having a drink on my own
1: yeah so how was um so talk to me about your Dublin trip so you said that you you went to Dublin on your own how how was that for you like how was because I think you've flown before like flown on an aircraft before but how was getting there and deciding what you were going to do and so where you were going to go yeah so it
0: was so it was literally a day trip because literally the flight was literally I think it was 18 pounds for a return flight oh my gosh is, yeah ridiculously cheap so I was like could go and visit my friend in Leeds for the day or could go to Dublin which is cheaper which makes no sense so, and it was the middle of the week so I was like I'm just gonna go and do this and my friend had actually just been to Leeds and um, not Leeds Dublin and she'd given me loads of places to go to so actually I had quite a packed day so it was really nice I did things that I really wanted to do. It was really really interesting things happened actually um so there's a flower flower garden botanical garden oh lovely so I, so I love I love flowers and plants. And so I was just sitting there, just chilling, like having some headspace. And this old woman came and sat next to me and just started talking to me about her life. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. Um, So it was quite nice because people were really friendly and they were were just quite chatty. And then I went down to the seaside, because I grew up by the sea and I absolutely love everything water. So I went to the seaside and I was like, oh, this is a really lovely trip. And there were points where I'd be like, oh, it'd be so nice to share this with someone. But then there were other points where I'm like, I'm so glad I did this on my own because it gave me. I was in between changing jobs, so it gave me some good headspace to like, yeah, decompress from one and compress into the other. So then I flew back by. I think I was. Back, I think I left at like six in the morning. I was. I was back home by eleven. But it was quite cool. But I have. I have a very bad fear of flying, so <laughs> that was the, probably the most difficult part. Cause normally, I'm with someone who knows I'm scared and they distract me. Yeah. Um, I think one of the worst flights I had was when I went to Vietnam and I went with my cousin. But she stayed out there and I flew home and it was a 14-hour flight. Um, and normally I would get drunk before the flight just because it would distract me and I'll fall asleep. <laughs> Obviously, it was like, I think it was like a flight at like four in the morning so I couldn't get drunk. And I literally, for the whole 14 hours, just watched the clock go down because I was that, like my adrenaline was that high and I was that freaked out. Um, so that's probably why it's quite good for me to travel with someone. But I definitely want to do a lot more doing things for yourself because I think I've heard a lot of people saying like, once they're married and settled and stuff, they still
1: do trips on their own for them, which I think is quite interesting, isn't it? I And I think that's, I think that's fantastic. And I think that um, going away or taking some time out for yourself, and it doesn't need to be, you know, two, three weeks. It can just be like, I'm going to take a couple of days um, and just... Because I think it's important to do things with your friends and, you know, your family, um, even if you're in a relationship. But actually sometimes it's good to just go on your own and to meet new people and to stay fresh and to bring new ideas and new things into your life and I think it's just lovely to experience something that you only only you've experienced in a weird way yeah Um, because I think it's awesome don't get me wrong I love holidays with partners and um you know I think I think it's amazing but there is something that's quite special about going on your own and being very empowered to make your own decisions about who you chat to and who you then bond with. And from my solo trip, I met these wonderful women, actually, um, that I will probably be, well, they're all over, they live all over the world. And um, one of the ladies came to visit me in London which was also-
0: Oh that's so nice.
1: Yeah and, and I was planning to visit one of the other ladies in Australia this year but obviously that got cancelled but it's stuff like that that you wouldn't get to meet very like-minded people if you're in a couple so I think it's a it's a balance of kind of both um, but sorry just to go back to your question on reactions from friends and family. Yes. Yeah um so I remember going into Specsavers. savers actually it was this year when I was going on my seven month um trip by myself um so apart from the barley one I was this year I, I moved to South Africa for a couple of months to work in a vineyard um and then obviously got um had to come back due to coronavirus but I remember mm-hmm. going into spec savers and asking them to um basically change my contact lenses could I get contact lenses in bulk before I go yeah, of so course I don't, need to, um, <laughs> I don't need to get them sent to wherever I am in you know Thailand or wherever mm. I'm going um and the woman in the shop was just so strange about me going she was just like you're going on your own aren't you scared as if to say and I was like I'm 30 years old like I'm thinking like it's not that scary like some people have children personally for me I think that you know pushing a child out of your you know vagina is much is much more <laughs> worse than getting on a plane by yourself that's true um, that's a good way to put it it is though isn't it it's like oh people have like you know you've made a lifelong commitment by having a child I'm going on holiday for You know, Um, a few months, and you can come back whenever you like. Exactly. What's you know? What's the worst thing that can happen? I feel like you know, um, there's there's a lot more sort of risk with you know other things, but yeah. So that that really stuck with me that this woman Mm -hmm. was so like, wow, you're going on your own, and I was like, would would they be saying that if I was uh, male? Is it just because I'm female? um that they would be worried or concerned yeah um and my friends and my fa- like my friends I think were mostly like oh yeah that's cool that's fun yeah um a bit kind of like why would you go like why wouldn't you just wait to go with a friend um and my family we just thought it was the most weird thing ever <laughs> <I think. laughs> they always do don't they yeah and they're just like why would you go on your own like but now I think they've got so used to, because I did a few last year, I think now they're just like, yep, she's going on her own. She's fine. She's got it. Yeah. when you yeah, I can't imagine
0: though, as much as you'd be like, I, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'd love to go on a solo trip. If you're married with five kids, can't really imagine turning around to my husband and being like, I'm just going to go to Santorini for three weeks. So <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think, going for three days or something like that is really healthy. I mean, I can't, I can't say how I'd feel when I have children, but I think in my head now, I feel like that is quite healthy to have that sort of headspace. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? I think it's definitely a good reset A good resets always needed.
0: And I think you have to get out of your natural environment and really shut down and it's about coming back into self isn't it and meeting yourself again and then being like right I feel revived I yeah. can go back to life because everyone gets to that place where you just feel run down and worn out and
1: you don't want to spend 10 years feeling like that
0: do you know what I mean
1: no I think it's a good um it, it really highlights some things and I know when I was in Bali we had to do this silent day which is amazing so I don't know if you've you know I would love that yeah so silent day is amazing so it was a day so we went to a Balinese temple one evening and we did this ritual where you basically go stand under a water fountain and you move between the little fountains so there's like 20 fountains or something in a row and you cleanse yourself you go underneath the fountain and pray to the fountain at each one Mm. So, and you go you sit it's basically I can't I'm not really explaining it very well but you're basically in a imagine like a swimming pool and then there's fountains in a long line and then you basically go up to each one but you're obviously it's outside and it's stone rather than a pool um and you've got lots of incense and you've been blessed by the um the monks and it's beautiful so we went on this lovely really beautiful ritual and then we came back to our um our retreat our sort of hotel um with all our little chalets and stuff Mm. and we stood in a circle and held hands around all these beautiful candles on the floor that were in a big star and then she kind of announced that we'd be going on well we already knew that we were going on our silent day Um, and from that moment on it was no phones no books no music Mm -hmm no no music's
0: quite hard
1: yeah nothing um no books for me was quite hard because usually i just sit and read or read something but it was and, and no writing either um and you could do drawing if you wanted um that was okay and um all of our meals we would eat on our little balconies and wouldn't mm. talk to each other mm. and then we had the whole day of silence and then the next morning we got up super early and then did yoga over the sunrise and then we could talk um but it was that it's sort of like that experience was just one day but that experience will probably stick with me for my entire life um, how did you feel after you've done the whole day of silence Um, Well, it it was really quite interesting because it it showed me that I have really bad anxiety. It it was the first time that I'd really acknowledged that my inner voice uh, was extremely loud and very busy. Mm. And it it wasn't until you kind of switch everything off that you're like, oh, this isn't that normal (laughs) because I'm still really loud and still quite busy. Um, and I just slept most of the day, to be honest, because I was so shattered. Yeah, it's from all the noise in, inside. Yeah. But it was it was amazing to go through that experience. And with other ladies as well, because then you could come out of it and be like, how did you find that? Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed it, actually. I really enjoyed I it. i to do that. You've inspired me to do that. Yeah. You can, of you, a can, you can even create that for yourself. So one weekend, if you have a spare day, you could be like, do you know what, I'm just going to have a silent day and it's no talking as well so you don't can't talk to anybody um but yeah no reading no writing no no reading is like my life story i barely read books <laughs> i
0: know you do <laughs> love an audio book though um, yeah. on the topic of amazing things i've got three quick fire questions for you yeah and i'll do them as well so favorite destination favorite trip and most dramatic travel at the moment Oh my god! Wow,
1: you really put me on the spot. I haven't prepared. Actually, I'll go first if you want. Yeah, you go first. You go first. Okay.
0: Yeah. So my favorite destination is San Diego, California. Like you know, when you go to a place and you're like, I could live here. Yeah. I didn't live in the New- actually couldn't live in America, um, yeah. but I could live in San Diego. I Just absolutely love it. Mm. Favorite trip was when I went to Belize. So I w- we were in Mexico mm. for spring break. I was, with- this was when I was traveling South America, and we'd gone to Mexico from spring for spring break, and my friend had flown over to meet us from Wales. And then we just decided to go across the border to Belize for like two nights. Went to this tiny, tiny island. And like a type of island you can walk around it in a day. Oh my God. We were there for like nearly two weeks. It was just so up my street, like peaceful, really basic. All the locals were nice to you. So that was my favorite trip. And then most dramatic moment traveling. Hmm. There's been a lot of dramatic moments. well oh, I've had so many of those. <laughs> uh, maybe when I was in Peru and I was doing Machu Picchu, there'd been like a massive rainstorm, so we had to feel like i will be obviously with the tour guide. And he's like, "Oh, the bridge's, um, what you call it? The bridge's been like basically broken from the storm. Collapsed, or yeah. Yeah, that's the word, collapsed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so these guys are going to drive us this bit of the mountain. So literally, these just two like 15 year old Peruvian boys turned up. We were like, okay. And they were driving us around the mountain but obviously we're on like you know those tiny mountain roads so we're like 40 foot up a cliff or something oh my gosh on like and I was right in the back of this minivan so all I could see on my right hand side was just like a 40 foot drop and then like rapids and we have got two 15 year olds driving the car and just swerving and stuff and beeping trucks. and then obviously because it had been raining so bad loads of the road was slipping away and they were driving around this corner and the road was just coming, basically was crumbling underneath us. So I was looking out the window where I was and there was no road under the wheel that I was sitting above. Oh i I've never, I've never had my whole life flash before my eyes. And that's, you know, when they say near-death experience, your whole life flashes before my eyes. All that flashed in front of my eyes was my mum going, can't believe you died this way. <laughs> that was it. Um, but luckily they got hold of, but you know, and like another piece of advice I got given was traveling is, if you're on an aircraft and you're worried always look at the air stewardesses and see how nervous they look so i was like i'll apply this in this near-death situation so i was looking at the two guys driving and looking at the tall guy the tall guy was doing like you know like like the cross when you do like forehead and your shoulders and like praying and i was like oh my god we're in a bad position right now but it all came around so that's probably my uh, most <laughs> dramatic moment
1: oh my gosh oh my <laughs> that is that is quite um that is quite dramatic <laughs> um so what were the questions so what were the questions best favourite,
0: best destination best destination and favorite trip i've actually got a second favorite trip but i'll tell you about it after you've done yours okay. and the most dramatic moment
1: so i mean i i've done 34 countries Ooh. so i've done quite a few and i i mean i mean i, I can't ugh. so favorite destination i think would probably be vietnam maybe Ooh, yeah i've I've been to Vietnam twice, and I just love it there. I love yeah, the yeah. food, I love the temperature, I love the people, I just love how it's so chilled, and I just i I don't know there's something about Vietnam where I just I just love it mm-hmm. um and that that's quite similar with Asia as well like I just um yeah, I really just love Vietnam a lot um and my favourite trip, I probably think it would be my South Africa trip that I've had yeah. this year actually because of just the most amazing people that I met, So and it was two months as well um, and just how much we we did, and I don't want to say the word achieved because that's not really the right word, but just how many like-minded people and how kind of how much we did and lots of hiking and beach trips and mm. wine and all the kind of stuff that I really enjoy doing um and South Africa's amazing and just some of the like fun nights out like it was a lot of fun um and some of the trips and and kind of experiences I had on that trip were probably some of the best I've ever had in my life so you know that that's probably my best trip and Cape Town is just amazing anyway um yeah
0: I think it's beautiful
1: yeah yeah so I'd um yeah I'd definitely recommend that and most dramatic moment so there's probably been a couple and it probably was when so a couple of years ago maybe two three years ago I uh, went to meet my brother and his girlfriend Lauren um, who were traveling they were doing six months away in Asia Mm -hmm. I went to go meet them in Vietnam so I went to I was flying out on boxing day and I was flying out to meet them in Vietnam in Ho Chi Minh for New Year. Oh
0: nice. So, That's like, cool.
1: Yeah. So we and, and that was probably the best New Year I've ever had as well, like in Ho Chi Minh. Um, but on the way, so I suffer from a thing called cluster headaches, mm-hmm. where I get them and they're the most severe headaches you can have and some of the most horrendous pain known to mankind literally um horrendous and i had been suffering from these before because I was going through a very stressful time Mm -hmm. and I got a cluster headache on the plane out oh no after we'd been delayed for six hours on the runway because it started to snow a little bit and I had had to stay overnight in Dubai because I'd missed my next flight hmm. they then rerouted me via China Ooh. so I was on my my second flight of my you know and I was all all delayed at this point and then I got a cluster headache in the middle of the air and I just sobbed for about four hours
0: oh no that sounds horrendous
1: and and I was on my own and everyone around me was kind of like why are you just crying and I was like I'm in so much pain, pain. and I can't you know there's nothing I can do about it and Obviously, you're in the middle of the air because you literally can't get out. I had stayed overnight in Dubai as well, so I barely had any. Luckily, I'd taken a spare change of clothes with me. Mm-hmm. I think I was running out of paracetamol and all sorts, oh. so awful. So I just sobbed <laughs> the entire time of that trip. So, um, and then my poor, I, I got there and then just proceeded to be ill you know I when you have a cluster headache you have um they basically wake you up every day at like two o'clock in the morning mm. something like that and then you get them every day for two or three hours um and I got them all through the time I was in Ho so I drank on New Year because I'm a little bit to drink and then I like two hours later then you just get a horrendous pain but and so I was it, was, it wasn't too bad because it was at night so I just would cry in my sleep <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh this is horrendous but you still said it was a very good trip
1: though yeah I loved it and, and then I got food po- then I got food poisoning and all. Awesome. oh gosh I know but you know th- but those and it, do you know what those memories really stay with you and it was yeah, hard difficult but actually you wouldn't be without them because the bad times show the good times really so definitely. yeah so I have was- one
0: more good trip though to tell you about one of my absolute <laughs> favourite trips of all time is uh, the trip when I met you Jenny oh yeah. one of my um top top three holidays i think i've ever been on so for all the listeners me and jenny used to work at the same uh, financial institution and we had friends in common but had never met each other for maybe years yeah. and our friend in common and um, was getting married so we went on a hen do to croatia honestly it's one of the best trips i've ever been on you know what, it
1: actually was like actually for the most fun no like- levels were out of the up the wall it was ridiculous wasn't it off the the scales yeah it was crazy
0: but it was I just felt like because I because obviously it was like our friend the bride the beautiful bride it was all of her friends so she had a friends from school friends from uni friends from work friends from other like life occasions so I didn't really know anyone like I'd know I knew of Jenny I knew of some of the other girls but I didn't know anyone to have like a close relationship with but honestly we all I felt we all bonded really well. I felt like we all had the same personality, quite weirdly. Yeah. So none of us were like a party pooper. So there was nobody that would be like, it's a bit late, should we go home? Everybody was like, let's go out. It's 6am, let's keep going out, which I just thought was an yeah. interesting combination of people.
1: Wasn't it? We were, do you know what? We were just all on the same page, which is wonderful. Yeah. There was There was, everybody was there for the right reasons and we were all there to have a good time. And we were all kind of, Actually, very similar, and you know what? We just were like, "I love you, girls!" Like this is, yeah. and it was wonderful. It was mm. so good. It um, was so good. It was one of my favorite trips
0: because you know when you like going on a Hindi, you get a bit of a like, oh, because they're not your friends. They're the bride's friends, so the bride yeah. has positive relations with everyone. But nine times out of ten, the group doesn't gel. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, but this group, I don't know. I felt it was just an
1: end-to-end fun. We all, and I think we all really gelled together, which was lovely. Um, And it was just great. I mean, I think, you know, they're they're some of the most lovely women and also Mm -hmm. just really amazing women as well. Like, you know, you just go and meet these incredible ladies that also just want to have a good time and just a really down to earth and, you know... We didn't even do very much. Like we, we really, didn't do anything. We just drank. We just drank and ate, and we barely yeah. even ate.
0: To be we honest, barely ate. I think I had alcohol poisoning, but I couldn't eat the meal that I'd ordered because
1: that. <laughs> <ill. gasps> I think we just had such a nice time where we just, you know, properly just, just kind of drank and played games, and yeah, it, there was. And you know what I really liked about it, and maybe me, it was me and me, a stickler for Hendies and stuff like that, but. Do you know what? we didn't plan anything and it wasn't there was no kind of cringe games or no. it was just like do you know what we're just here to have a really nice time and there was a few things that were planned which was cute but overall it was like a good level of plan yeah like it
0: wasn't overly itinerary, like where it's like 9am this 10am this sure. it was just like people if you're awake start drinking if you're not sleep <laughs> it <was like> that.
1: <laughs> exactly and everybody kind of was on the same page of like you know, and everything was quite cheap as well. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't too difficult for everybody to be like, oh, I don't want to spend this or I don't want to spend that. Yes. We, we'd kind of made it so it, everything was reasonable um, and it was good. And, you know, we just had a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: Um, and it was a really good mix of like single girls, engaged, married, like everyone came from every kind of position you could be in yeah. in your life. It was, it
1: was so interesting. They should have made a
0: documentary about us. Um, <laughs>
1: I know I love it it was a great trip well yeah what a good trip yeah because that's how we met so it was yeah a really good trip I know and then we went to and we went to Lisbon last year Mm -hmm. on our first trip together which was wonderful that was a very good trip wasn't it yeah and I think I think so what makes a good trip so for me um I think it's a good balance between kind of going out chilling out seeing something that's historical or cultural yes um, and having fun but like, I feel like it's a good balance of all of those things which I think we we nailed just just
0: yeah saying. it's got to be a balance of doing some fun stuff you got you want to learn about where you because I'm quite like I like to go to destinations to learn about the place that I've gone to yeah I do like stuff like that but I do just like having a drink and nice food and looking at a nice view which is a very big part of it isn't it but also I think in Lisbon we learned quite a lot around and like lo- the locals and the history and stuff but I think we did quite a lot to understand the place
1: yeah i think we did i mean i think so we did we did uh, a castle we um went to a tile museum which was awesome oh yeah we did um, our wine tasting that was really good you yeah, did a wine tasting yeah it was amazing and just like, yeah, did quite a lot of stuff. And because I think when you stay in an Airbnb as well, you kind of really experience a bit more of, you know, you can cook in a little bit or you can have nibbles. and. That Airbnb was amazing. It was beautiful, beautiful. And then we just went out and got, you know. Hammered all the time. We met so many stag dudes on that trip. <laughs> there was a lot Literally. of it was
0: so weird. <laughs> but it was just two of us. So they just kept talking to us. They
1: loved it. They loved it. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) So funny. Yeah, I think you're right. It's about balance in the trip, but you need fun and you need a bit of learning. And you need some local food and some traditional stuff in there as well. What other tips would you have for for planning a trip, even a
1: solo trip? Um. So I think, I mean, uh, I'm a massive planner and and that's kind of a bit of my downfall as well, that I I do like a good plan. But I think that it's good to have a skeleton (laughs) or like have done a little bit of research to kind of know what things you want to do because it for me unless you've got loads of time depends how much time you've got right so if you've got mm. two tons of time you can you can you can allow to get there and be like right what do I want to do but if you've not got much time you do need to kind of have an idea of the top three things you want to do because otherwise you won't you'll end up like on a Monday being like I want to go to this castle and it'd be closed Or I want to go to this thing and it's not open or you need tickets or something. So it is about having an idea of things you want to do, um, but not too much of a itinerary of like times. I think times is a bit excessive. I think it's more like do a bit of research, see if you need to book stuff. If you don't and it's quite flexible, then leave it open ended. But have like kind of a thing that you want to do each day, maybe
0: yeah that's good you're yeah you're better I'm very like too laid back so like, I've been on loads of trips I always go on trips with people who are super planners. I think it's a very good mix of personality so when I went traveling for instance South America I just booked the flights and everyone's like what are you gonna do and I was like don't know I'll just work out when I get there but I went with a friend who was like no we're gonna do this this week we're gonna go to this 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 and this and I was like cool and she went along with it and by the end of the trip she turned into me so I was like well, we're in California, we need to plan X, Y, and Z. And she was like, just chill out. And I was like, have we swapped personalities? But even now I'm very much like, well, I'm going to go to Milan, see what happens when I get there.
1: Yeah. Which is an interesting way to approach seeing the world, isn't it? But I think think both work really well. And for me, I would worry that I've missed something. But now, you know, I think as you get older, you're like, it's fine. It's about enjoying it. And it's not about a che- It's not about the checklist, right? Yeah, um, the, just the delight of not being at home. <laughs> I think yeah, I like, like, I'm think not in my house. I'm happy. It, exactly. It's just about doing the things you want to do, and if you enjoy it, I mean, I think, I mean, interestingly, what we're talking about here is we we're talking, and, and all of the trips I think we're both talking about are not kind of um, trips that we've gone to and we've kind of sat by a beach all, all for a few weeks. Mm. And stuff. And don't get me wrong, I think sometimes you do need that in life. Um, but I think the trips where I've really taken a lot from them is where I've travelled or where I've done things, like city breaks that have been fun and interesting. Um, don't get me wrong, like, I've, I've had a few trips with friends that we've gone to Spain and like it's been awesome. Um, but the best trips have been kind of a bit further afield, to be honest, yeah. and a bit more kind of... Um, out of your culture zone. Um, yes. But even saying that, I mean, I've been to India before and I don't know whether I I don't, I still don't really know how I felt about that trip.
0: Uh, I'm half Indian. and went to India for a month and I can tell you now I fucking hated it every day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I would know, and
0: you know people are like, India is so cool. I loved it. And I was like, I literally cried every day. I hated it so much. It's intense. It's really intense. I think, yeah. And I had a different experience because I was staying with family and it was very... I know it's quite like in your face, but it's a different level when you're just staying in the family home. So I don't get what all the the, the fuss is about, but then I probably had a very different experience
1: there. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, so my parents, have uh, my mum's gone and she, they went on a tour and it was very much like they had someone to show them round and they did all of the admin for them and the, you know, the difficulties um with India. And I think if you've not experienced that, it can be quite a lovely place. But I definitely yeah. find it a hard place. It's very admin, a lot of process. A lot of the awkwardy sort of situations you can be in are because it's just quite a difficult place to navigate. Yeah, um, I think I just slept on a like concrete floor for
0: four days. So I don't think I had a great time.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's a it's a weird one. So is that your worst place you've been to, or your oh, worst worst place?
0: places? Right, sorry, I'm going to look at my list. I know it's really bad because genuinely I am half Indian, but you couldn't pay me to go there again, honestly. <laughs> um, let me have to read my list. Worst places.
1: Um. I can tell you about mine. I can tell what, you, you. do yours, and I'll reflect. Yeah. So my worst place was Morocco. So there's probably two, but Morocco, I think, would be one of my worst places I've ever been. Really? Well, I've never been. I've, I want to go. So it's uh, Marrakesh. Marrakesh mm-hmm. was where I went, and I hated it. And we stayed in a beautiful, like resort, like small resort, uh, sort of maybe half an hour away from this, like the Medina and the central place in in Marrakesh. And I just found it the people were just quite aggressive and it was very easy to get lost in the Medina and everybody's quite pushy. Mm. Everywhere people smoke, which I'm very sensitive to cigarette smoke. So being in a restaurant where people smoking all the time is just not my idea of fun. Uh-huh. Like I mean, it's fine kind of outside and stuff, but when you're inside a restaurant and you're eating and everybody's smoking, it's a bit it's a bit intense. intense. Yeah um and i didn't really enjoy the food and i don't know there was just something about it i mean the situation i also went who i went with and the situation was also not ideal but you're not the first person to tell me they didn't enjoy morocco i think every person i've ever
0: spoke to is like don't go
1: yeah i i wouldn't go again i mean and the problem the sad thing is is i know that there's like the atlas mountains which look amazing that would have been awesome to go to um and there's probably experiences but the medina and all that whole thing was just so stressful and so intense i was like i hate this <laughs> i really don't enjoy it
0: yeah i get that so i found out what my worst destination is it's a, it's a bit of a surprising one okay so it's dubai not it's Ooh. not just don't rate it like i just think it's a very nothing place like i know people yeah no couldn't pay me to go you couldn't pay me to live or go there there's just I, like i very much travel to learn I want yeah. to learn about your food and your culture and your history. And like, if you look at Dubai and the way it is, it's actually built in the last twenty years, so it doesn't really have that historical. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I just don't. I know people love. I just don't. It doesn't do anything for me, Dubai.
1: Yeah, I, I've not been, and it and it does look quite flashy and quite fun, but I've just not been because you know, just I think friends have been and stuff, and they really enjoyed it, but it's. I've been a
0: few times to visit friends that live there because I love my friends, but don't, don't rate. It's just, a. it's just not my personality at all, Dubai. It's not a bit of me. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. I, I can get that. No.
0: Yeah. Let's finish with what's your next destination that you're excited to go to when coronavirus allows
1: Ooh. A- oh yeah. I was going to say we need to end on a positive note. Yeah. I mean, based on the fact that I had a whole year of wonderful plans um so it's either gonna be two things so it's either gonna be uh, a wine destination because obviously mm. you that wine, and <laughs> it actually could be Beaujolais um or I th- I'd love to go to the Loire Valley in France would be is kind of up there on my to-go list or you know any other wine regions to be fair would probably rate quite highly or it's gonna be a bit of Asia so the bit of okay. Asia to do so um potentially laos so in between vietnam and what's yes i've not been there no i'd love to go to laos and i was planning on going to uh do like the gibbon experience where you can go and um stay in the treetops and and kind of sleep quite roughly but around all mm-hmm. the gibbons and zip line through the trees um and then go down to i think it's called the 4000 islands or something like that um where you can see the river dolphins and and some of the wildlife and that was for me was kind of that feels like a really lovely trip or Borneo as well which was also what I had uh,
0: my friend went to Borneo it says so many good things about Borneo
1: so it was kind of yeah like and it's either kind of wine related or just Asia backpacking for just a really good experience but again don't know when we're gonna be able to go no. but that's the dream what what about you where's okay, your... so you don't
0: want on my 30 countries by 30 yeah I'm on 27 countries also I've added England in as a country does that that counts right do it just do it (laughs) I was born in Wales so England counts as a foreign country in my eyes so I'm on 27 anyway so really embarrassingly I've never been to France what I know (laughs) I've been 27 I've been to more than 27 countries so I've actually got another seven on top of that So I've been to about 34
1: 35 countries and I've never been to France it can happen i mean i i've been a few times but i haven't been i haven't i don't feel like i've ever done france properly because there's so many different regions and so many places and i think if i went to france i think i'd fall in love with it i used to be
0: fluent in french as well just french a level so like oh my gosh i know lost me a bit of france and i've just never been well if you want to go jane i think this I, is- any like everywhere like even i'd love to go to paris but everyone says it's overrated but even just go into like you know nice or one of the
1: wine regions uh, which I'll take you to the loire valley. need to go to champagne yeah i've been to champagne it's wonderful but yeah i think um i'll take you to the loire valley i think that'll be excellent
0: yeah so that's my top one and then my number number two would be bali oh. i quite like to do bali in australia because my friend lives in australia so i'd love to like i like to go to countries when you've got a bit of a local there so they can show you the real good stuff yeah. to do so i'd love to do a bali australia trip but
1: let's see what covid
0: says about that
1: yeah okay so finally what so just finally one top tip for a solo trip we'll do one each okay one tip for a solo trip um say yes to everything Ooh, that's a bold tip i like that Mm. um mine is going to be embrace it and put down your phone oh that's very good yeah so i think just put down your phone try and just chat to people and like make friends and just yeah put your phone away if you can yeah definitely. cool so I think that's us and time to wrap up so thank you everyone for joining us please leave a rating review and subscribe and until next time thank you so much for listening cheers everyone bye everyone